Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And I was done for the night. I was finished with the podcast. I wasn't going to do another podcast. I had flipped on the Australian football game for the night, Swans against Essendon. And I was checking the Twitter and I saw a tweet... I figure I, I, I'm gonna have to look into this just a little tiny bit. Not not look into it, look into it, but just just look into it a little tiny bit. Tweet said since the spider attack. Um. Hold hold, hold that thought. When there is a trade, when there is a trade, there are a number of different thoughts. One is. Totally assess it completely all up and down right away based on your knowledge. Another is do a degree of research and then assess it all up and down. Another is give it four or five years and then assess it. See how it, it, it tends to be a little bit longer. Some, some people like to assess it immediately. Some people like to wait, do a little bit of research, wait a while. And then, and then some people like to wait a really long time. There's a number of, and there's probably combinations and permutations of every single one of those. But normally what you see a lot, and one of the examples that I use most often recently is the JT Real Muto trade. JT Real Muto was traded from the Marlins to the Phillies. Real Muto was a highly regarded catcher and still is, still very good catcher. And people looked at the trade and here's basically what it was. A whole bunch of people JT Real Muto went over to this team over here. And the guys are going back in the other direction. I never heard of them. That's a horrible trade for the Marlins. The Marlins got absolutely screwed because they got a whole bunch of guys that I ain't never heard of. That's basically the discussion. Quite similar to the Marcel Ozuna Marlins trade. Look, look at it. Ozuna went to the Cardinals and the Marlins got a whole bunch of guys I never heard of. What a horrible trade for the Marlins. Actually, quite similar to the Yankees trade involving Mike Stanton. Look, look at this. The, the, the Marlins sent Mike Stanton, Giancarlo Stanton to the Yankees, and the Yankees sent back all but I, I never heard of them guys. So the, the Marlins got screwed. There's a lot of that. There's a whole lot of that. I ain't never heard of that guy. These prospects I am not familiar with. So because of that, and because my editor wants an article in the morning, I'm going to say the Phillies got screwed. See how that works? Real easy, real safe. And oh, by the way, nobody checks on that stuff five years later. I do. I do. What? When the Cubs played the Marlins last year in the postseason, 
the guy that was first out of the jump, Sixto Sanchez, came from the Phillies in the JT Real Muto trade. Marlins got Sixto Sanchez. Phillies got JT Real Muto. Since that trade, the Phillies have won, let me check my notes, um, zero games in the postseason, haven't qualified, and the Marlins beat the Cubs 2 to nothing. Hmm. Who won the trade? Why? How are you determining that? Now, I'm not saying that the Phillies made a bad trade. I'm asking the question, how does one determine who won a trade? Now, one of the things I like to do when there is a draft selection or there is a trade, either or, assess what you know and what you don't know from the players involved in the trade from the player selected in the draft. For instance, the Cubs sent Javier Baez and Trevor Williams to the Mets for, well, now you know those two guys real well, for Pete Crow Armstrong. Pete Crow Armstrong, you don't know, never heard of him. And needless to say, a lot of people were upset because how can the Cubs trade two guys that I've heard of including Javier Baez, and the guy they got back, I ain't ever heard of him. How can they do that? How can they do that? What I like to do with a draft, draft choice, or in a trade scenario, assess what you know and what you don't know. Pete Crow Armstrong is a center fielder, period. Back in the day, people said, Albert Almora was going to be a fantastic center fielder. One can make that claim. One can argue that claim. Pete Crow Armstrong is quicker than Almora ever was. Perhaps as he gets older, that will change. But I would imagine Pete Crow Armstrong will probably be able to be a honest-to-goodness center fielder you can just plug him out there and he will do it. And there won't be any worries about he can't hit a breaking ball. I'm imagining there probably won't be a whole lot. Of, he will be good enough defensively in center field. And uh, I've seen enough and heard enough that he's going to be able to at least hit a little bit and probably a little bit more than a little bit. But the thing that I know about Pete Crow Armstrong from the information I've heard, he can play center field. Will he be able to hit 20 home runs in a year? I don't know that. Will he be able to hit 280? I don't know that. He can play center field and he can run. Probably he will have a bit of pop eventually. But he can run and he can play center field. I think I've also heard he can throw fairly well. So that's basically your three. It's just the, how's the... uh. How's the offense going to work out? What do you know? What do you not know? So now, four years from now, four years from now, you're thinking, oh yeah, I remember there's that one podcast Tim had where he said a couple things about Pete Crow Armstrong. Well, how did I do? 
in four years from now? Let's say you're taking a time machine back and you're listening to this. How did I do? Was Pete, o Pete Crow Armstrong good defensively? Was, was his arm good enough? I don't know. But I've heard that. That's why I've been led to believe. Um, say what you know. Say what you don't know. And then fill in the blanks later on what you don't actually know. If people assessing the JT Real Muto trade would have said something along the lines of this. Now, I don't know anything about the players going back to the Phillies. I haven't spent a whole lot of time. Don't listen to the Phillies pipeline. Don't know that much about Sixto Sanchez. But I do know JT Real Muto is a really good player. And for the Marlins to get a wash out of this trade. The players that they're getting back in return could probably better be really good. See, I did that. I didn't crap drag anybody. I didn't say this guy's terrible. I said, well, I don't know if he's any good or not. But I do know on one side of the equation, the catcher that's going to the Phillies is really good. So if it's even going to be close to balanced out, the guy's going back the other way. They probably, probably better be good. See how I'm doing that? Initially, say pretty much everything you know. And leave enough wiggle room in there for the stuff that you don't know so that you can go back in six months or 18 months and assess your assessment and say, hey, this guy, I underrated him. Or... I thought this guy was going to be able to hit, but he can't. I was wrong. Or maybe he might be kind of close. Assess what you know. Assess what you don't know. Then eventually go back and check later. Today, I had started listening to an Australian football game. I saw a tweet that since the spider tech um thing kicked in. You Darvish has an ERA of 7.35. Now I didn't do the whole check and run through and see if that is entirely totally completely accurate. I didn't do that. But I did check to see how you Darvish do today. Today he was playing against was Arizona somebody that's not with Colorado Arizona, Colorado. I think it was Colorado. Six innings, five earned runs. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I'm not going to say anything about what I think I know about you, Darvish. But what I will say is this. When people assessed the Cubs' you, Darvish trade, there weren't a whole lot of people saying, you know, there's a very realistic possibility that by mid-season 2021, you Darvish might be showing a whole lot of cracks in his game 
and not due to injury. I didn't hear that one. I did not hear that one. What I heard was you Darvish, last year Cy Young Award candidate, and how in the heck can the Cubs trade a Cy Young Award candidate for crappy old Zach Davies and four guys that, yeah, <laughs> you want to say it, don't you? I never heard of these guys. I don't know if you Darvish is going to figure it back out. I don't know if there was maybe something he's been... I, I have no idea. I'm not that smart. But if over the last month, you Darvish has an ERA over seven, there is a possibility, the possibility there might be some trouble in paradise with San Diego. There might be. And the way I'm looking at that trade, the way I'm looking at that trade, um, San Diego has three years to basically make the World Series. Or the U Darvish trade blows up in their faces. If they don't make the World Series in the next three years, that trade's going to blow up in their faces. Frankly, Zach Davies is completely boring and lousy as he's been sometimes. I haven't looked up his numbers, but they might be kind of close to Darvish's. You know, not, not real, 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 real close. You know, you have to break out a... a scientific um, microscope to determine who it, no, it's not, it's not that close, but if Darvish has fallen apart, Zach Davies, Cubs didn't trade him either because he wasn't getting anything offered in return, or they decided, you know what, we actually want to have this guy around because he's going to actually pitch and give us some innings. Either or, whichever. I'd have just soon trade him they could have gotten a 40-plus for him, but they didn't. Okay. But if you Darvish isn't it, San Diego was supposed to be dominant this year. They're good. They're good, particularly on offense. But if you Darvish is starting to fall apart, They're pitching. I done some research on that a while ago. They had a whole bunch of guys who were on the injured list. Um, Mackenzie Gore, who I really enjoyed as a prospect. Love his big leg kick. He's not doing very well. San Diego really better win this year, next year, or the year after. And next year is going to be the year it's going to have a strike or a lockout. The reason I say San Diego pretty much has to do something either this year, next year, or in 2023 when they have you Darvish is because I'm not going to tell you who's going to do what. 
I'm not going to tell you who's going to do what. But between Owen Casey and Reggie Preciado and Ismael Mena, there's a very legitimate chance that one of those three players will be really good. I'm not going to say which one because I'm not that smart. But if you, Darvish, is having trouble because of any side reason, and he isn't going to be able to help the the Padres, I'm not a huge fan. Well, actually, I'm a very huge fan of Cincinnati going rather all in this season because I don't think they are going to be that good. I'm not buying them. But if San Diego is going to start falling apart, um, Tatis is on the injured list, and they can't make any trades to replace him. They can't do the go out and trade for Javier Baez in mid-August to make sure that they... No, they don't have that opportunity. The trade deadline is passed over, done, finished, and through. 2022 is going to be what it is. And San Diego, their prospect pool is still very good. But it's dipped. It's dipped because they traded quite a bit for Darvish. They traded a bit. Let's see. Did they trade much? Uh, somewhere they took a, another dip. and uh, They got quite aggressive in the offseason. Yeah, that's right. They, in the offseason, they added... Um, also had a, was it, was it the Padres who got Scherzer? Yeah. But, uh, if they don't put it all together in 2022, 2021, 2022, or 2023, that trade is going to look really bad for them. So now, what does that have to do with anything? When you're assessing a trade... Assess what you know. Assess what you don't know. Maybe do a little bit more research. Find out a little bit more. Oh, I just discovered that. Like I just discovered recently that Alexander Canario, the hitter. I Yeah, podcast ago. I couldn't remember his name for the life of me. Alexander Canario he has an interesting swing as a right-hander. He loves the ball away, 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 away. If he gets the ball away where he likes it, he can crush the heck out of it, but he's having a really hard time adjusting his swing plane. If the ball is exactly where he wants it to be, he can hit it really well, but he's having a hard time. Okay, there's where my swing is, but if I want to the pitch comes in a little bit higher, 
he's having a hard time adjusting his swing plane up or down to deal with what he's facing in games. Canario should probably be in the lineup, looks at clock today. Um, I'm looking forward to finding out how Canario does in his, let me see, yeah, his last week, uh, last month, last full month of the season with uh, the Cubs pipeline. But San Diego spent their prospect pool very aggressively to get where they are. And if it doesn't work soon, the Darvish trade may well backfire. And if you're going to be the type of person who says, I hate the Darvish trade, I hate the Darvish trade, I hate the Darvish trade, that's fine. I'm good with it. Stay that way forever. Say forever. I hated that Darvish trade, regardless how it plays out. Because that's the truth. If you hated the Darvish trade, if you hated the Javier Baez trade, if you hated the Chris Bryant trade, fine, great, no problem. Hate it forever. I'm good with that. If it turns out to eventually be beneficial for the Cubs, then perhaps reassessing and saying, well, back in the day, when I was young and foolish, I thought the U Darvish trade, there was no possible way that the Cubs could get any benefit out of it because I'd never heard of the players that the Cubs were getting back in exchange. And they traded Victor Caratini too. But then, etc., 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 etc. Once you learn more information, you assess things differently as long as you admit what you had said in the first place. I didn't like this trade at all. But then I realized it was possible for the player who I didn't like to see leaving, um, it was possible that he might not get any better. And it was also possible that the guy who was coming back as a throwback uh, might be less horrible than I thought he might be. And the four players I'd never heard of, maybe they might end up being decent. Never really crossed my mind. I wanted immediate payback. I wasn't getting immediate payback as I look at something over the longer term. Well, maybe the Cubs didn't do so poorly in that trade after all. See, it's not that hard. As long as you're willing to admit, hmm, perhaps I misassessed something along the lines. Then you're fine. As long as you admit, there was something I probably screwed up back when I looked at this originally, then you have all the leeway you want. But if you're going to say, the Marlins got screwed because of I because I've heard of JT Real Muto, but I've never heard of the guys they got, and you never admit, that's <laughs> an idiot. As an idiot, I had done no research on Sixto Sanchez at all. And it turns out he was really good, and he was cost control for a really long time. See? It's fine. It's easy, as long as you admit... Yeah, I made a bold prediction, and I was wrong. Today, I haven't seen anyone on Twitter. I haven't seen anyone on Twitter saying, you know what? In 2019, in 2020, in 2021, 
All three years. All three years. I called for the Cubs to designate for assignment Craig Kimbrell. Every single year, I called for the Cubs to designate Craig Kimbrell for assignment, pay all the money off of his contract, and pay someone else to use him at league minimum. Three straight years, I was calling for him to be designated for assignment. But now it turns out he's good. He got traded to the White Sox, and the Cubs got something back in return. It's kind of okay. Hmm. I guess I was an idiot when I was saying the Cubs ought to DFA Craig Kimbrell. Now, I don't mind if someone does a, this is my preference. I don't like Linguini and clams. No problems. No problems with that at all. I am not a fan of Britney Spears music. No worries. Go ahead. Ride that opinion. However, the Cubs ought to DFA Craig Kimbrell. That's not an opinion. That, that's, that's not an opinion. If someone were to say, I don't feel safe when Craig Kimbrell is pitching. No worries on that. Fine. I do not like the Minnesota Vikings jerseys. Home or away. Fine. Cool. No problem. But if you're saying the Cubs ought to designate a certain player for assignment, you've crossed over. That's no longer opinion. You're saying this is what should be being done. And that's more procedural. That's more procedural. If you're assessing an opinion on a trade, if you're assessing an opinion on who you like on a certain team. That's all fine, well, and good. But if you're, if you say, I don't like the U Darvish trade, if you're going to say, I don't like the Javier Baez trade, it's fine, cool. No problem. But years later, if it turns out that a trade that you like turns to sawdust or a trade that you detest works out really well. Wear it. Wear it, admit it, and if you're wise, try to learn from it. Because there might be a similar opportunity coming up in the near future. And let's say you're doing the, the Cubs on DFA Craig Kimbrell thing. Okay. Assess why you think the Cubs ought to designate him for assignment. What all does that entail? Are there financial constraints? Are there specifications that go along with it? Yeah, there are. If you're going to say the Cubs ought to DFA him, that's fine. That's fine. It's good. But if I'm online and I see you saying the Cubs ought to DFA him, and I push back, Don't let it drop, because I'm calling you out on it. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great 
rest of your weekend. Be safe. Be nice to people. And I'm getting a little bit loopy. Probably I'd better find that Sydney game. Sydney against Essendon game. Turn it on and nod off to sleep while I'm listening. Because, um... I'm getting tired. Uh, yeah, have a great weekend. Enjoy. And I'm not saying you should cheer for or against you, Darvish. But if his numbers continue to struggle, if the San Diego Padres continue to have issues with their pitching long term, feel free to revisit the Darvish trade with new information. And when you're doing it, make note of what you had said before so that you retain your integrity. Have a great weekend.